Welcome ladies and gentlemen, welcome another week Welcome, it is your boy LS3 Welcome to Medicine Ball Where we talk about all things mental health You already know how we do Let that beat drop Yes, yes y'all Welcome, Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 To be exact, and if you're in shape At least your brain should be That's right, we focusing on giving your brain a six pack And all things mental health First things first, man, I am not a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist, anything of that, but I am somebody who has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level 1 for 15 years, so I have a little bit of an interesting insight into it. Now, whether you be somebody who's diagnosed with a mental illness yourself, or struggling with depression, anxiety, or maybe you're someone who could just, you know, stand to use a few tips, tricks, and hacks to deal with this thing called life, this is your outlet. As always, you could have been anywhere in the world today and you chose to be with me. I appreciate that and do not take that lightly. I like to welcome anybody who's new and let you know this is your family, man. Anything you want to talk about, this is the open forum to discuss it. This episode, I have done something special, man. A lot of people want to talk to people who have mental health illnesses, but maybe don't know what to say. So this episode's title is called Don't Ask don't tell that's right man i'm gonna give y'all nine questions people suffering from a mental health illness want you to ask them but maybe you don't know how to go about it so sit back don't ask don't tell we're gonna get into it let's go welcome ladies and gentlemen welcome don't ask don't tell so um as i continue to grow this podcast and this idea of uh you know discussing mental health ways to deal with it ways to change your thinking Um, I come across many different people. I talk with many people. And one thing that I've consistently found is people want to discuss the mental health thing, but they don't know how to do it. And these are the people who do have empathy and do actually care about people's feelings. They don't know how to necessarily ask a question, ask a topic, how to speak with somebody who has a mental health illness without offending them. And so uh, what I did was between speaking with people, I went online and let me go ahead and shout out where I got this. Uh, The website is Magellan, M-A-G-E-L-L-A-N, healthinsights.com. And on this website, they have nine questions that um, people with mental illnesses wish you would ask and they break them down. So after speaking with people, I chopped it up. I was like, man, I like to do three segs. That's three questions to say, and I feel like I will answer the questions as well as asking them, so I can kind of knock two things out. I can answer a lot of questions for people who know me and may want to know about the mental health thing, don't necessarily know if it's okay to ask or they don't want to offend me. Um, I'm somebody who understands the bigger picture. You know, I understand that people don't understand it. It's very taboo. It's something that... um. It's, I'm not going to say it's new, but it's just like not out there yet. It's not mainstream yet. So I understand when somebody might say something like, oh, that girl's acting bipolar or such and such is acting schizophrenic. I understand that people don't mean that. And if they really understood what was going on with someone who may be suffering from one of those mental health illnesses, then maybe they might word it a little bit different and go about it a different way. But for the sake of saving some time and, um, you know, Again, kind of being more transparent with myself and my story, as well as giving you guys some ideas of some things you can ask somebody who may be suffering from a mental health illness without, you know, offending them necessarily. I'm going to do it here. All right. So we're going to start right off. Again, that's Magellan Health Insights is the website where I'm getting these from. I'll post a link related and all my updates and everything. And let's get it, man. 
So the number one question, and this is loaded, can you help me understand what it's like living with your condition? Wow. Living with the condition. Well, um, the first thing I want to say is when you're dealing with any type of mental health issue, uh, majority of the time it comes down to science, man. It's a chemical imbalance, which means you the highs are high, the lows are lows, and they last for an extended amount of time. Uh, with me particular bipolar disorder, what is it like living with the condition? It's a constant um, awareness, man. It's a constant, you know, analyzing of your emotion, your mental state, how you're thinking, how you're feeling. And it's all the time. And I'll give you guys an example, man. Um, racing thoughts. I'm real big on meditation. You know, I consider myself very well good at it. Um, racing thoughts, you know. Uh, so the things that may bother somebody regular, you know, just regular stuff, bills, relationships, tasks that need to be completed. Um, when you're somebody dealing, and again, I'm answering these questions based on my diagnosis, which is the bipolar, uh, the thoughts, racing thoughts. So it's just like, it stacks. So it can go from, hey, I need to pay this bill. How am I going to get the money to pay it? When does it do to, oh my gosh, what about my job? Man, I want to take more hours at my job. And oh my gosh, do I really like my job? Oh man, what am I going to do with my life? I'm working this job, but this is ultimately not what I want to do with my life. Oh man, do I really know? I'm 35 and I don't know. Those are how my thoughts can kind of compound. And the difference between now and, you know, as much as early as even a year ago is, I can catch it before it gets that far, right? So it's like when those things start to pile up and, and, and get carried away, through me constantly meditating and addressing my uh, diagnosis and knowing what triggers me and knowing the things that are associated with it, I'm now able to catch it. So what I do now is um, I catch it. So that's just an idea of the racing thoughts. Uh, depression, man. Depression, when it's really bad, it can last like over a week. And I'm talking dark depression, not really wanting to speak with anybody. Um, and um, it's really interesting because now being in a position that I'm in, um, it's a gift and a curse living with it because it's like, even when it comes to the podcast and reaching out to you guys, you know, it's oftentimes where I feel like I'm not doing enough and I could be doing more. And I tend to forget, which is why sometimes I don't blame those who know me and deal with me tend to forget that I do have this diagnosis and it's because I am able to handle some things so well. And ultimately I want to show people that I'm living with it and it's possible to live with it, but it can get overwhelming. So, you know, just, just to give you guys an idea, the racing thoughts, the depression can be really low. If I let my highs get too high, I can feel like I could take over the world and just accomplish things that when I sit back and look at logically and really think about maybe jumping the gun a little bit. But Again, with me, it's been a revelation and it's actually a beautiful thing because now I'm able to catch it when it's happening. And, you know, that's what I discuss in this podcast, the techniques and things that I do. So that was question number one. Can you help me understand what it's like living with your condition? It's a lot. <laughs> um, is there anything you need for me or something I can do to help you? When people ask me this question, um, and again, I'm answering the questions to make myself more transparent, but also give you some ideas of some things you can ask. With me, my burden is strong, you know, um, and I try not to overwhelm thing, people with what I have going on because I know everybody has their own thing going on. But um, sometimes just hearing somebody acknowledge you by saying something like that or asking if there's anything you need, it makes me 
feel better because it lets me know that some people still realize, hey, I am human. You know, even though I'm able to talk a certain way or I think about things a certain way and I'm able to express myself in a very intellectual way, I'm still human. I get overwhelmed. You know, sometimes I might not want to do the podcast. You guys keep me going. Sometimes I might not want to promote. Sometimes I might not want to meditate. But you know, it helps when people on the outside, you can see that they actually care enough about you to generally ask. And you guys don't know, it's not always that the person needs help, but just somebody acknowledging that they're going through something can go a long way, man. And it really will allow somebody to open up to you more and feel more comfortable with you. So I find that's very important. Is there anything you need from me or something I can do to help you? Uh, you know, Realize when you're asking somebody dealing with a mental health issue, you know, don't blindly ask that type of question if that's not something you're prepared to do, whether it be helping them search for a therapist, whether it be to talk about side effects of a medicine, whether it be to stop them from thinking some type of way. You know, that's a very uh, noble thing to ask. And people who have a good perspective and an understanding of their diagnosis will really, really, really appreciate and love you so much for that. Um. Can we do something? Number three, can we do something together? And uh, on this website, it has an example of get coffee, go for a walk or see a movie. Um, just because, but the idea behind it is just because a person has a mental illness doesn't mean that person doesn't want to do regular things, right? So just because you have a mental illness doesn't mean you don't want to go to the mall. You're going to be overwhelmed. Doesn't mean you don't want to sit around and play video games, that doesn't mean you don't want to go out for a bite to eat. You don't want to work out. You don't want to play an organized activity. It doesn't make you anything uh, different. And the worst thing I feel like in my particular situation is, and um, I don't face it as much anymore because as I grow this podcast and I talk to people and I make myself more transparent, you know, it, for me, I find it's the other end. People tend to forget that I do have this diagnosis and I don't want to say regular but quote-unquote treat me like nothing's going on or nothing's happening or it's not something I could deal with but the thing is don't shun away from that person if a person has been had enough courage to come out and let you know about a mental health illness or a diagnosis man don't treat them no different you know be aware of it just like you would want them to be, somebody to be aware of your feelings if you have a bad day and you want somebody to be able to pick up on it, it works the same for somebody with a mental health illness don't treat them any differently it's not like a disease that can be transmitted or anything like that that's the worst thing you can do just because a person is depressed when you're depressed what can a friend do or somebody say to you to cheer you up treat the person the same way you know, it just means that their symptoms may be a little bit more intense. So when people ask me to do something, um, especially when they know my diagnosis or my people who are really keen to me can pick up on what's going on, it's really a lifesaver, man. And I personally very, very much so appreciate that, man. So that's something you can always reach out to your friends and tell them. It's nothing wrong with them, man. It's just... You know, everybody has something. It's just it's no different from a person who might have a skin disease or somebody who might have maybe, I don't know, a, a hair disease, missing some hair. So it's something that's going on that don't treat them any differently. Just like somebody who may have a disease that you can see, maybe a certain disease makes them look a certain way or their facial expressions appear a certain way. Hey, they're still a regular person. Treat them like a human, all right? So those were three questions, man, on this first seg. Number one, can you help me understand what it's like living with your condition? Number two, is there anything you need from me or something I can do to help you? And number three, can we do something together? Grab a coffee, play some video games, hang 
out. Those were the first three questions I'm going to give y'all, man. We're going to keep it straight to the point here, man, and give y'all some things to talk about if you think you might be dealing with somebody who has a diagnosis or they've been courageous enough to let you know about it. Here's some things you can ask. Those were three questions, all right? Check this beat out. When we come back, we're going to come back with three more questions. I'm going to answer them based on my life. I appreciate y'all rocking with me. Check it out. We'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. It's Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. If you're in any shape, then at least your brain should be. That's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball. We'll be focused on giving your brain a six-pack. Today's episode, don't ask, don't tell. That's right. Some questions you can ask somebody. If you don't want to offend them, but you think they may be suffering from mental health illness, or maybe they were courageous enough to just be blunt and tell you about it. Here's some questions you can ask and, you know, things that coming from my perspective of being diagnosed can let a person know that you're trustworthy of something that takes a lot of courage to speak with someone about all right all right so we straight back into it man three more questions that you can ask and again i'm relating all of these to my diagnosis which is bipolar disorder level one let's get right back into it number four what is your diagnosis and how do you feel about it that's a loaded question but it's beautiful because if you ask somebody who's suffering from a mental health illness this question and they start talking to you about it and they go into it, you're a dope person to them. You're somebody who's trustworthy. You're in the same category as almost the therapist because a person who is aware of their illness and someone, you know, and for instance, I'm using me, okay, because I am diagnosed bipolar. So I want to use my situation and my diagnosis to answer these questions. Me, I have a unique understanding about my diagnosis, the taboo behind it, about the cool thing, about the not cool thing, about people who, you know, say things that they don't understand how it might necessarily affect someone. I have a unique understanding about it. So most of the time a person knows if they come to me and ask me a question like this and I'm willing to discuss it with them, they're really somebody I trust. Now, let me let you guys know, bipolar, when I was first diagnosed um, and even now to this day has a negative connotation um, against it. What do I mean by like that, by that? Like I hear way too often and I don't feel any type of way about it. But again, you know, other people who are diagnosed may. I feel here way too often. People say stuff casually like, yo, she's bipolar. I see it on social media. They're bipolar. And I'm the type of person who intellectually, if I felt like it and really felt like that person would learn from it, I would go ahead and like call them on it and be like, yo, what, what's your definition of bipolar? Do you know what that means? Do you know what polar means? You know what I mean? But my diagnosis, I understand that is something that needs to be put on the forefront. And, um, 
I know that I have a responsibility, especially doing this podcast, but more so on the things that I teach. And just like I talked about in my very first episode, the offensive line, I understand if you're a person who's going to come out and be like, hey, I got a mental health illness and you're going to be a level headed person. I understand that me, I'm not given the benefit of a doubt in situations where I should probably be angry or upset or I might say a curse words. I handle things in such a way that I know for me to get upset, somebody's going to look at me and subconsciously either even be like, oh, yeah, see, he crazy. You see, there's something wrong with him. So me personally, I realize and anybody else who's diagnosed and really wants to do something about it and show that you are just like everybody else, normal and able to function normal. It's a responsibility that come with it, man. So I just feel like when it comes to my diagnosis, I need to, when it comes to speaking about it, I need to make sure that I gauge who I'm speaking with, what's their level of understanding and empathy. And I also know that I need to continue to carry myself, not just for the sake of my podcast or my face, but for the sake of my life and my living and being a healthy, mentally strong person. I know that it's something that's dead serious, something I need to address each and every day and something I need to be aware of when it comes to dealing with decisions, situations, relationships, etc. So long story short, my diagnosis is bipolar one and I feel that it is a responsibility, but a responsibility that I'm more than capable of carrying and handling as you should too if you're diagnosed. All right. Number five, this one can get on my nerves, man. So I'm letting all of y'all know, do you need to talk? You got to be careful, all right? Somebody who understands their diagnosis, and again, we're just talking about me. I understand that sometimes people can do things because they do care, but they might not be able to express it in a way. So I know sometimes when people say, do you need to talk? They don't really maybe grasp it in the way that I may need to talk. You know, it takes a lot for a person who's going through their own troubles to try to kind of think about a person who's constantly bombarded by racing thoughts, constantly bombarded by depression or anxiety. And the people that I'm able to talk to are very important. I thank God for them because I talk about things on a different level, especially dealing with this podcast. You know, I have a good amount of people who just reach out to me on a daily basis and just want to talk. You know, so it's like when I'm that person, sometimes I can feel like who the Superman talk to. But long story short, if you're somebody who feels comfortable enough to ask me, do I need to talk? Chances are, you know me and you know that I'm very keen to what's going on in your life and your situation. And I'm probably keen to what type of person you are and what you can and cannot handle. So I know in my situation, in some situations, it's cool if you ask that because that shows me that even though you may not understand the depth in which you're talking about what you're talking about, you still care enough. You want to be like, yo, I might not be able to do anything, but do you need to talk? And me personally, man, I can tell in your voice if you really mean that or if you're just kind of going through the motions. So for me, sometimes I do need to talk. Um, but chances are when I'm in that situation, you know, I will just come out and speak about it, man. So sometimes talking can help make things feel a little bit better, man. I know with me, the people that I really can talk to in depth about my mental health illness, man, them is some of them goofiest conversations ever. They get to see a side of me that a majority of people will never see. You know, it's a really beautiful thing. So do you need to talk? Question number five. Question number six. What can I do to be there for you and help you feel supported? Again, a loaded question, 
But if you're dealing with somebody or you have somebody in your life who's suffering from a mental health illness, it's a loaded situation. So when you're asking a question like this, know what you're getting into. If you're in a relationship with someone or maybe it's your best friend or maybe it's a relative that you talk to often, this is what I say, right? Speak with them openly about it. Ask these questions openly because a lot of these questions, the way I feel, are building rapport, building a relationship with that person so they can come straight to you, man. Like as a person who's diagnosed it's nothing more liberating and more relaxing when I know I could come to somebody I trust and can speak with about my illness and being like, yo, my anxiety's jumping around. My thoughts is racing a little bit. Give me a minute and let me get right. And I hit you. And somebody who understands that, like, I appreciate that so, so, so much, man. Can you feel supported? If you're dealing with somebody again, um, find out what they're diagnosed with. If they're diagnosed with bipolar, do some reading on it. Don't start assuming, man. Do not go just look at something you see on TV or just glance over something. It's complicated with that because this is the thing I try to explain. And even in my situation, man, I love my father. He does a lot of research. But here's the thing. Everybody's different, right? So just because bipolar might be like, hey, extreme ends of your emotional spectrum, that still you have to take into account what type of person you're dealing with. If you're dealing with somebody who's sensitive, you got to take that into account on top of that. If you're dealing with somebody who's more reserved and more quiet about what they got going on, you got to involve with that. Um, what can I do to help you feel supported? I mean, it can go in depth depending on who you're dealing with. Are you dealing with somebody who sees a therapist? How often do they see the therapist? Uh, are they having trouble finding a therapist? Um, are you dealing with somebody who's taking meds? What are the medicines doing to your body? One thing I tell people, man, when it comes to taking medications for a mental health illness, man, you, your body got to be in shape. And especially until you get comfortable with the medicine that you like. And that's saying that nothing new comes out because the newest and latest thing is always coming out. That is a lot on your body to just pretty much just be taking medicines and see how your body reacts and see if it's for you. So, you know, when you start getting into these type of questions, if you got the type of rapport with the person, the type of relationship where you can ask this type of loaded question, know what is involved. And I mean, a lot of times with my relationship, I you know, in retrospect, speaking to women, you know, some of them are like, well, why didn't you just tell me? And it's like, yeah, but can you deal with it? Somebody will say something to you like, well, why didn't you just tell me, you know, you had this diagnosis? Because then I can look because you're still not going to understand. I've had people say that to me. And then the very next day, um, I might be going through a little mood and might be like, yo, I'm down. They don't care. They don't care. They go quick back into forgetting that that is a diagnosis and, that, and it happens all the time. So my thing is don't ask about it and don't let somebody explain and open up to you if that's not something you're ready to handle and, 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 and take heed of. I know one thing that turns me off from people, and I'm not going to say turns me off, but it just makes me look at them at how much I can really get into it, is when they ask me what it's like and what I'm going through. And then I tell them and then like within the next day, they it's not that they don't care, but just don't, I don't know. They don't want to retain that information. So it's just like, dude, I just told you I'm going through a slump right now. My racing thoughts and anxiety are crazy. And you want to call and ask me if I could do something for you, or you wanted to run a test to see if I was a person you can depend on. And I just told you what this diagnosis, don't do that because a person who's aware of what's going on and who's really, you know, keen 
and, and especially with me, I'm very in tune with people. So if you ask me something like that and then the next day it's like you forget it, I'm going to not be so quick to open up to you. And in the back of my head, I'm going to feel justified for not letting you know that information. So what can I do to be there for you and to help you feel supported? This is a little bit more than do you need to talk. This is a little bit more than do you need anything. When you start talking about support and it's, again, the vocabulary that you use, what can I do to help you feel supported? That's a strong statement that will make a person who's dealing with mental health look at you and be like, yo, maybe this person gets it. But do not probe and prod when you're dealing with the person's mental health issues and then treat them like a regular person after they broke down to you what it's like. Because then they're going to be like, you don't understand, you don't get it, and they're not going to open up to you in that way. And I know it can hurt a lot of people when they realize somebody they love and care about is willing to open up to somebody else in in a different way. Chances are you did something or you asked something and you showed that person that it's a little bit more than your understanding. And I get it. It's deep dealing and that's what I and and I try to always think about that me personally man when I comes to my issue and me telling people what I'm really going through and what it's like you already dealing with your own issue you know I have had some people who have cared about me so much that they just cry because they think about what it's like for me on a daily basis for my thoughts to be racing and like I feel bad and it's like yo Don't cry. I'm dealing with it. You feel what I'm saying? But then it's those people who ask you and will sit there and listen to you. And then five minutes later, be like, yo, what's wrong with you? Why are you down? Don't do that. Okay. Three more questions, y'all. Hopefully, as I'm explaining these, I'm giving y'all more insight to me. What's going on in my life and with my diagnosis, but also some things in the way that people may look at you if they're dealing with the illness and trust you as somebody to talk to. All right. This was seg two. Seg three, we coming right back after this with three more questions. Remember the questions in this segs were, what is your diagnosis and how do you feel about it? Do you need to talk? And what can I do to be there for you and to help you feel supported, all right? Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. Check this beat. We're going to be back to wrap it up with the third and final seg. Three more questions that you can ask somebody dealing with mental health and they wish you would ask them. This episode, Don't Ask, Don't Tell. We'll be back after the beat. your brain should be hey yes yes y'all don't ask don't tell today's episode nine questions someone with mental health illnesses wishes you would ask that you probably don't know about 
So just in case you got somebody who's suffering from some type of mental health illness and you don't want to offend them or rub them the wrong way, these are some questions you can ask as well as me answering them based on my diagnosis of bipolar. And yes, yes, y'all, let's keep it going. All right, so we went through six questions, man. We down to the last three questions, man. And again, some things you can ask your friends if they've been courageous enough to tell you they have a mental illness or even if they haven't told you but you're kind of aware and you don't want to offend them and you want everything to run smoothly. These are just some ideas. So let's get into it. Number seven, how can I support you? Can I listen to you, leave you alone, or give you a hug? Very, very important, man. How can you support me? Um, even though I'm doing this podcast and I speak a certain way and I study certain things such as people and how to deal with situations, I'm still a person. I'm aware that I don't know it all. Um, you know, sometimes I just need people to listen to me. You know, even situations where I know I can handle things better, man, it goes a lot for me personally, for people to listen to me, because chances are, after I reflect on it, if it's something that, um, you know, maybe I handled wrong, after I reflect on it, I'm definitely that person who will come back and be like, man, you know what, I, and I tell my people this all the time, who I um, speak with like this, like, yo, I was wrong then, but you ain't even tell me that, you sat there and let me be wrong, and let me ride it out, and let me figure it out myself, I appreciate that, can I listen to you, can I leave you alone, yo, this one is very, very big, even today in my life, and with me doing this podcast, and as I'm getting more notoriety, and more people are knowing who I am, outside of people who knew me from the music and whatnot, man, I find some people tell me they understand my illness, but when I go ghost, or I get silent, or I don't want to talk, or I'm not wanting to text back a million text messages and whatnot, they start to take it a certain kind of way, and I mean, to me personally, there's nothing more frustrating when it has nothing to do with the person. It's something that I'm going through and they make it about them. Like it's nothing more frustrating and more time consuming than a person asking to be there for you or saying that they understand you and turn something that might be affecting you from your illness against you. If I got quiet on you, it doesn't mean anything. It's not nothing against you personally. I might just be going through it. Sometimes you got to leave those folks alone, but the more important part, and again, this is with me and my diagnosis, is understanding that me getting quiet or me not saying anything or talking to you, that's not an indictment towards you. Like, nothing makes a person feel more like crap than when they're depressed and going through it. And somebody that they care about makes them feel more like crap because of them being depressed and not talking to them, man. That, like, really can start to build up resentment towards a person because it's just like, you already feel like crap. I care about you, and because of my illness, I'm not very talkative. It just it just can go a wrong way. So you got to learn know when to leave people alone sometimes. Give them a hug, man. Yo, I'm grown, man, and and, and a hug from, you know, one of my uh, friends or my female friend or, you know, my, my – my, just a hug sometimes, man, can, can speak matters, man. It's nothing like – you know, sometimes I don't even have to talk, man. I could just look at somebody and just give them a hug. Like, yo, just give me a hug, man. Hugs is 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 like the best drug ever, man. If you're really down, man, like nothing's doper than when I'm feeling down and depressed and I don't even want to talk about it. Like that person who wants you to leave them alone, sometimes giving them a hug and walking away will do wonders, man. So 
be understanding in those situations. I'm not saying to treat it as a crutch or any favoritism, but in them situations where you could tell somebody's going through it because of a mental illness, cut them some slack, man. It's nothing harder than dealing with your mental health illness and then having to deal with people who are upset at something caused by your mental health illness. For instance, being depressed, being reserved, being quiet. That's very hard to deal with. You're making it worse. <laughs> um, number eight, how has living with this condition shaped who you are today? My friends, this question really hits home for me, man. Living with this condition was a curse that I turned into the gift once I opened my eyes, man. And it's beautiful. It's something I deal with every day, but I've learned to turn it into something for my benefit. Um, it lets me analyze like no conversation has has been the same since I've opened up my mind and my way of thinking. Even conversations or arguments they're not really the same for me because I like to go back and find the little gems in them. I like to go back and find the little gems and the little things I could have done or said differently when it comes to situations and even in arguments. I like to go back and dissect them and say, hey, maybe if I looked at this a different way. Um, when I get upset and do something or a behavior or something that I later regret, I like to look at them differently and be like, hey, hmm, maybe I should have thought about it like this. It has shaped greatly who I am today to the point where I just want to let everybody know that, yo, especially if you're suffering from a mental health illness, changing your perspective and actively being aware of it is something that you may be real easy for you to ignore on a daily basis such as your mental state of mind how being over aware of it and addressing it can really help change how you deal with life man even when i get upset i get upset and then i get happy afterward because as i reflect on it i realize that through my thought processes and changing the way that i perceive and analyze things i'm becoming a better person so for me it has greatly shaped the person who I am. And to be honest, I wouldn't be the person who I am without having my mental health illness. It's what gives me my strengths and my weaknesses. It's what makes people want to listen to me. You know, it helps me to express my voice and this gift of gab that I have. So it's also something that's been very, very good for me. Um, even some of the things such as the mania that you experience if you're not on medication or you don't have a control of your of my uh, bipolar you know, it's been times where I've started like learning how to read music and have just expanded from that. You know, something like that might have started my learn wanting to learn another language and through control and commitment, I was able to expand upon that. So it is who I am. It is part of me, which is why I am medicine ball, man. Work it out every day. That's number eight. That was a dope question. How is living with this condition shaped who you are today? And number nine, how are you? You don't seem like yourself and I want to know how you're really feeling because I care about you. Again, what makes this question different from some of the other questions that it may sound similar to is the words that you're using in there um, and the things that you're saying. For, for instance, it's one thing to say, how are you? But it's another thing to just come out and say, yo, I want to know this because I really care. You know, it, it, it can be that extra meaning. And for me, if somebody were to ask me this, it's much more than just a question. It's just if somebody were to ask it in that type of way, I know that's a person who's coming to me ready to understand, ready to really feel what I'm going through. Look at me and don't judge me and realize how this affects me in a negative way and how hard I fight. How am I? I'm ecstatic, man. Right now, I'm lovely because I'm doing what I love to do, spreading my 
thoughts and my ideas and knowledge of mental health, but also helping people with some ideas and ways to exercise your brain and become a better person. So I'm great right now. If I didn't seem like myself and you want to know how I'm really feeling because you care about me, chances are if you're able to say that to me, me and you have a bond and an understanding to where that might be a situation where I might just need a hug, man. Um, I can't answer this right now because I am like myself because Medicine Ball, this podcast, is also part of my treatment. This helps me each and every day. So right now, I can't say that part, but if somebody's going through it, that is something you can ask them, man. If they don't seem like themselves, call it out, man. You know, um, sometimes that can let people take their guard down and be more open because they'll see, hey, it's apparent. And apparently it's so apparent, you know, it can help them out be like, yo, it's so apparent that somebody's reaching out to me about it. So that's a good one, man. Those were nine questions. Uh, hopefully I did two things with this podcast. I gave you guys a little bit more insight on the me and who I am and answered these questions. And, um, again, that's MagellanHealthInsights.com. Go check it out. Yo, yo, please subscribe to my podcast. Remember, if you know somebody suffering, the podcast is a really dope way to reach out to someone without offending them or running them off. Uh, available on all platforms, man, whether it be Spreaker, whether it be, um, Buzzsprout, whether it be iTunes, whether it be Apple Podcasts, whether it be Pocket Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, your boy's doing big things out here. Follow me on Twitter, Medicine Ball, or I think it's LS3 Ball. Follow me on Twitter, man. That's a direct link. I give quotes every day, inspirational quotes. I try to throw out a mental health fact every single day. I give you my thoughts and my own personal quote every single day. And it's a direct link to these podcasts. I'm wrapping up this season. So follow me on Twitter, LS3 Ball. Um, follow the Facebook group page, the Facebook page, Medicine Ball. Y'all know what my logo looks like, man. It's a, 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 a black insignia and it's a brain and the brain has the weights coming. It's, it's a workout because we're about working out your brain. So you can follow me on uh, the, the page. Email me if you got something personal and you want to tell me something in confidence. Um, MedicineBallLS3 at gmail.com. You can email me. You can follow me on Instagram at that. We are out here. We got to open this community up. We got to be able to speak on this, man. I'm bringing season one to the app wrap here in about two more episodes. And then, bam, really big stuff coming, man. Get on now. Help somebody out. Help yourself out. Remember, this is about a community. We got to make this an open discussion so that people don't feel frightened to come forward and speak about it. You know, we got to go ahead and make it open. So reach out to me. I'm the fall guy. I went from being a producer to a party promoter and doing all these things just so I could come out and let people know about my diagnosis and what I'm going through and that, hey, you can not only live but thrive and live life beautifully and happily if you just change how you think. And I also want to make it clear that this is just not dedicated to people who have a mental health illness you know that's just a plus of the podcast if you're somebody suffering because it's coming from somebody who is diagnosed if you just need a life hack everybody gets depression everybody gets anxiety this is your place i need y'all to hold me down the people who call me you reach out to me and message me i'm here for you i just ask go subscribe build it up the youtube channel is available now um, you could go ahead and go get ahead of the ball and follow that now so that when these interviews start dropping with some of these people, you can already be one of the first people. I got merchandise coming. We really building this up. 
The most important part is to make it be an open community and an open discussion. We got to talk about this mental health thing. It's affecting so many of us today and we can do something about it. So let's do something about it. We got to make it cool to be able to talk about mental health. And that's what I'm doing here at Medicine Ball. Work your brain out. Let's get it. That is a wrap. These were nine questions. Again, family, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I want you to remember, if you're somebody suffering from a mental health illness that has come forward, you are courageous. Blessings be to you. Everybody else, anything you're going through, man, listen, it's just another adversity, another chance to work out that brain that you've been exercising, overcoming. Remember, I love y'all. Holla at me. I'm available on all platforms. Until next week, keep your head up. You got this. Let's go. Love y'all. I'm out.